Thank you for listening to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest on my show, you can sign up at flowworking.net. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down to chat with Jesse Berg, owner of Outgrow Your Garage, about how using systems, delegating, and accepting feedback are all key elements of growing a successful business. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Jessie Berg. After a series of toxic work environments, Jessie started her own journey as an entrepreneur. Thinking there had to be a way to value employees, pay a living wage, and still be able to follow her passion for working outside, Jessie's journey began with her landscaping company, Pairs to Perennials. Building her first business helped Jessie discover how being a business owner amplified her voice, which led her to advocating for the trades, seasonal, and gig economy work. Now, launching her second business, Outgrow Your Garage, Jessie is building a company that advocates and teaches other trades, services, and mobile companies how to grow sustainably and equitably. As a value-driven business owner, Jessie absolutely adores proving that you can make a profit while breaking down class barriers. Jessie, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am excited to be here. Yes. So let's start a little bit with where your journey started. It's kind of how I talk to all my guests is about following a passion. It sounds like you kind of did the corporate to entrepreneur journey. So tell us a little bit about starting Pairs to Perennials. Yeah. So um, I have actually never had a corporate job in my whole life. Um, I spent my entire career from uh, my very first job in printing at age 12 uh, all the way up through uh, now. I'm 37. And in those uh, 25 years, I have spent almost the entire time in seasonal outdoor industries. I worked in landscaping. I worked in farming. I worked at summer camps. I worked at environmental education, um, all kinds of places. And what I loved about that is being outside. I loved working seasonally. Uh, I loved having these periods of time where you just kind of had time off. That was all great, right? So in environmental education and summer camp, you have these periods of time where you work a lot. You work a ton. It's really hard. And then you have time off. You have a month. You're not working. Everything's really mellow. Um, unfortunately, none of those jobs really pay very well. And so when I hit my 30s, I was like, you know, it'd be great. A savings account, health insurance. Those are things you're supposed to have, right? I'd never had them. Um, but I thought it was time. Uh, so I took a job uh, in an office at an arts nonprofit teaching uh, school field trips. Uh, so still kind of in that same educational thing, except at this job, it was inside all the time. And I didn't get that month off when there was no work. So I would show up every day and I'd be like, but there's no work. And they'd go, yeah, this is how jobs work. And I'd be like, no, like, why am I here if there's no work? This is terrible. So <laughs> I stayed at that lo job exactly long enough to uh, start my landscaping company, Paris to Perennials, uh, because then I was like, great, now I can control I still have this seasonal work, but I get to control my own income. I get to do all the things I love. I get to have all of these pieces. Um, and that is super great. Uh, unfortunately, I started that landscaping company in 2017. So three years in, just when I started to get the hang of it, uh, March of 2020 rolled in. 
And, you know, some stuff happened in the world that made it hard to exist uh, in that period of time. And that was really hard. Landscaping um, actually wasn't hit as hard as a lot of industries because we were outside. So many people started working from home. They were really focused on having these beautiful outdoor areas. Uh, but I was in Denver. And as the pandemic went on, the cost of living in Denver went up and up and up and up. Um, the value of my house just about doubled in that time. Our cost of living had gotten so high and our housing market had gotten so tight. Um, and so at the end of 2021, my entire staff was leaving the state. Every single one of them was going, it is too expensive to live here. We are all leaving. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I have had the same staff for years now. I had zero staff turnover. I was teaching people how to run seasonal businesses on the side at that point because Paris Perennials had this great work culture. We didn't have any staff turnover. Um, and so I was building out this coaching business on the side. And so at the end of 2021, I was like, there is no clearer sign that I should make this pivot into um, teaching other people how to run these types of seasonal businesses, these service-based businesses that just don't fit neatly into a lot of our business development world. Um, and then as a bonus, uh, my husband and I were also able to move to the Western side of Colorado. So we left because I no longer had a business that was tied to a specific geographical location. Uh, he was also working remotely. And so we bought a farm and moved to the other side of the state. And now we have 18 acres and we don't live in the suburbs anymore. And um, I can work from home and he can work from home. And even though my business is online now, I sit outside and I work on my farm and I take a break in the middle of the day and I work on the farm and it kind of hits all those pieces. And I still get that schedule control that I love about love working it. for myself. There is nothing more freeing. I actually just did this on my live, live podcast this week. There is nothing more freeing than being able to set your own schedule. Like, I think that's the entrepreneurial dream, like you said. So interesting that you focus on that seasonal and congratulations for creating a seasonal business that had no turnover. That is usually like the highest turnover type of industries. So you really had something there. And I love that you're teaching others how to create that type of business. I am sure like all businesses, although I'm curious from the seasonal standpoint, how do systems really play into being able to create that work life, you know, that indoor, outdoor schedule, uh, agnostic kind of business. Yeah. So that systems and operations piece, I think is really the heart of any successful business. It doesn't matter. And we've all worked for companies that have bad operational systems, but we often don't call it that you say, God, I never know what's going on with leadership or, Oh, my manager just doesn't understand what I do. Or I got this new job and nobody gives me training. Why is the communication so poor? All of those things are these operational failings, right? The transmission of information within your business or between your business and clients, something in there is broken and that causes problems. And so if you have these good operational systems and this good flow of information, both internally and externally for your business, then you have a better business. And then it also makes it easier to do any sort of scaling, growing, onboarding new employees. One of the things that I say a lot is everybody in your business should be able to take a vacation, including you. We have this idea that as business owners, we never get time off. And that should not be true. Even if you are in an industry like a realtor where stuff happens at weird times and you're dealing with stuff like, have a virtual assistant who is able to handle some of those pieces. 
Put your business in a place where you are able to take a vacation. And the way you get there is operations. Write down what yeah. you're doing. Do what you wrote down. Yep. No, I think I, man, before, before I did this, 2020 changed my life too. I was doing operations consulting, same story. Like, okay, you've been in business seven years and you have nothing written down. <sighs> my, my number one to anybody starting out of business from day one, write down how you do what you do. It'll save you in the long run. <laughs> exactly. So, so as, as you know, these systems, when you talk about systems, are you talking about just how you do it? Or are you really talking about how you do it? And like that delegation piece, I guess we could talk about that next. It's like how you do it and who does it, you know, how does that work it, you know, for your, for your uh, clients and how you talk to people? Yeah. So, so I think there's three pieces to building a good system. There's the, how you do it. There's the, who does it, but there's also the, why you do it. Hmm. And you always want to start with the, what does this system need to accomplish? Why do mm -hmm. we do it? Right. And you can think of this as the busy work example. Everybody has been handed a task by their boss, by their, we remember this from high school, you know, whatever. Um, I just don't know why I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. This feels like a waste of my time. No one in your business should ever have that, right? You might have things like um, my uh, executive assistant, Taryn, last week had to spend four hours on hold for, waiting for uh, the state tax person to pick up the phone and answer a question about a complicated Colorado tax thing that is yeah. prohibitively complicated for small businesses. And she was like, this is really dumb. And I was like, you're right. It is really dumb, but we have to pay our taxes. Yep. Oh, well. You know, and so you're always going to have stuff like that, but the recognition that like, okay, we have to do this thing and yeah, it's dumb, but like we have to pay our taxes. You're always going to have things like that, but your internal operations never have to operate that. Here's uh... this process that we do. Here's why we do it. Here's how it fits in with the overall business. And then yeah. since you know how that operates, you can write down the steps. You can delegate who does that, whether that's you, whether that's um, a virtual assistant, whether that's a contractor, kind of however you set that up in your business, whether that's a staff person you have. Um, if you know the why of that system, yeah. when it comes time to change it, you also know how to change it, um, right? Because those systems are going to change as you grow. You're going to get more clients. You're going to need to move your CRM, your client relations manager, uh, off of an Excel spreadsheet and into yeah. Zoho or MailChimp or whatever you're using. Yeah. You're going to have to move your um, financial tracking from looking at your bank statement every so often and deciding, yeah, okay, I still have enough money um, into an actual spreadsheet, into an actual yeah. accounting program, right? So yeah. if you understand why you have to do those things, finding that next thing really works because you can say, oh, it'd be great if these two things worked together. Maybe we can find a joint solution. Um, uh, and then that delegation piece becomes huge, right? No one person should be the sole holder of any single piece of knowledge. Nope. Because again, then we're back to everybody should be able to take a vacation. Yep. And so what we actually do at Outgrow Your Garage, we put out a new online course uh, on some mm -hmm. operational topic every month, comes out on the first, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, Taryn, my executive assistant, is usually who does, does the publishing for that. So she makes sure everything has closed captions. She makes sure everything is loaded. She makes sure everything in the course that says check out our resources, that it's actually in the resources. She does all that yeah. double checking. This past weekend was the 4th of July. So she took off the 29th, the 30th, the 1st, 
and then the fourth, which we all know. And so, yep. okay, great. Taryn's not going to be here to push the button. Taryn's yep. not going to be here to do things. Great. Write everything down. We'll check it. She'll train the person before she goes. Now we have yep. this nice procedure at a time that's really pretty mellow, something we can predict. We wrote it down. She did it. Kelly, our sales and marketing director, tested it out before she left. She did everything. And then when Taryn came back on yesterday, on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day, we said, great. Was there anything we needed to change about those instructions? Nice. So that yeah. follow-up piece of yep. did they work as expected? If we don't need these for nine months, are we going to be able to pull them back out, make any small no. adjustments, but yes. generally they're going to be the same. And so you want to make sure those pieces are there. You write it down. You make sure it works before you need it. Yeah. Because no, when I, I say everybody should take a vacation, what I mean is everybody needs to be able to have an emergency. Yep. Oh, it, that, you're not joking at all. Because I think that's the thing that, especially people who are like where I'm at in my, my personal business, I'm actually, you know, I haven't delegated anything yet. I'm still mm -hmm. solo mio, just doing my thing. And that's okay. You can absolutely stay there for a very long time. And during that time, one, give yourself permission to take a vacation so something can just not get done. And two, write it down. So when you mm -hmm. get to, hey, I'm ready for a Taryn. Hey, I'm ready for a, a Kelly. I'm ready to move to other humans. You just go, here's the thing. Test it out. If it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't work, tell me. Let's fix it. Let's work it. And that constant culture of it's not my way. It's how it needs to be done. I love that. Mm -hmm. Connecting to the why. Why are yeah. we doing this? So when we do it, it's done effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And then when you yes. hire, it becomes so much easy, easier. So if you want to break somebody's job into two jobs, which as we all know, as you grow a business, you start out, there's one person, they do all the jobs that will ever need to get done. And then it yep. starts splitting out. So if you have those procedures, you say, great, here's the folder of things that you do in your position and how to do them. Let us know if you have questions, but everything's written down. Yeah. So you don't have to come to us with every question immediately. Yes. Because I, I will say there's nothing more frustrating as hiring and being hired than, hi, Jesse, welcome to your first day. Get to work. Doing what? You know, the stuff. Oh, wait, I forgot. I have to now take time out of my day to train you. And so now I'm not getting done what needs to be done. I can't delegate to you effectively. And so now everyone's mm -hmm. frustrated and, oh, your first experience with me is this. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes that. Yeah. And, and that mentality of it's quicker if I just do it myself than if I trained you to do it. Short term, absolutely. Always true. Long term, it'll bite you every time. And it every is the number time. one thing I hear out of people is I just don't have time to train somebody. Well, if you don't have time now, you're definitely not going to have time when you're busier. Oh, when you're, and not only that, you just pointed out what happens when the emergency happens. Mm -hmm. really you as a small business owner cannot afford, oh, my grandma's got to be, you know, taken care of for a month. So mm -hmm. I got to take a month off. Nobody can do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. you, exactly. Your business has to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to delegate quickly. So, um, interestingly enough, we're talking a little bit and a lot about actually communication. So, you know, there's that lines of, you know, like your two employees mm -hmm. were like, let's figure this out before we go. But then there's that other space, which is the customers and, mm -hmm. and getting their feedback. So how does listening to both staff and customers really help you grow your business, scale your business, keep your business going, you know, as, as you mm -hmm. grow? Yeah. So there's a couple of pieces in that. Um, and listening to clients is something that's really starting to make its way into the sales world, right? We're, we're pretty far beyond that 
um, used car salesman style of talk the customer into what you think they need and then sell them that. Yeah. Right. We've we've really moved beyond that in most industries, uh, even mm-hmm. the used car industry. Uh, I bought a used car recently. <laughs> it was a delightful experience. I would go back again. Uh, yeah. Because he listened to what I want. I said, this is what I need my truck to do. This is the budget I have. And then he found me a truck that did those things in that budget. Great. That's what I want. And that's what everybody should want. So when you say, here's what the client is looking for, you can hear what they're looking for. And that gives you the power to say, oh, that's actually not what we do. Here's Mm -hmm. another company that does do that. Mm -hmm. Right. You absolutely want to have this nice referral network of people who do related things because then clients go, oh, all right, I might not work with you this time, but they can still recommend you to other people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I talked to these people. They didn't know what I needed, but we had this great conversation. I think they would be a great fit for this other project. Mm -hmm. So you have that. But then you also have the, um, oh, it sounds like you asked me about Y, but what you really want is X we should do this other thing instead, right? Mm -hmm. And then the client says, oh, you're right. I didn't just want you to build me a logo. I wanted you to build me an entire branding kit I can use on all my Mm -hmm. marketing. So you can work in some of those upsells because you're listening to what the client really needs and you're able to fill in on those. And so even if you're just saying, oh, well, I do logos, are you going to use your logo on print materials? Are you going to use it on virtual materials? Do you need a couple different sizes for um, social media? Do you need a circle version? All those different pieces, you get to ask all these questions. And then the client goes, oh, yeah, they're going to give me exactly what I want because they're asking the questions that get me there. So you listen, you ask questions. On the staff end, if you're listening to what your staff wants, you get better operational processes. And you get better internal communication because they see problems you don't see as the boss. Mm -hmm. And they also see solutions you can't see because that's just how different brains work. The number of times that one of my staff has called me both in my landscaping company and in Acro Your Garage, and they've said, you had this idea and I don't like it. And I think we should do this other thing instead. And I've gone, yep, "Yep, you're right. That thing or my personal favorite, you yourself decided we weren't going to do this other thing six months ago. And then you forgot. And here is what we did instead. Instead, And I'm like, thanks, guys, for keeping me on track. Um, So cultivating that listening means that you empower your staff to tell you when you're wrong, which empowers them to come up with ideas on their own, which means you don't have to do all the thinking in your business. And as a side bonus, you don't have to hire new staff all the time because your staff goes... I really like this boss who listens to what I have to say. They let me learn and grow. They treat me like a person. And then they don't go and find another job. It's expensive to hire. It takes a long time to train. Treat the staff you have well. And then, boom, you get to keep them. It's huge. I know we've, you know, with going from 21 into 22 and hearing about the great resignation and a lot Mm -hmm. of the reasons behind that. People, you know, and you hear this a lot, but you don't really think about it, especially small businesses. People do not leave companies. They leave bad bosses. They leave bad cultures. Mm-hmm. And if you're actively like, okay, look, I, I it takes, you know, an average of $2,000 to hire an employee with lost time training. I mean, that's not, you know, it's not money you're paying them. It's part of it, but mm-hmm. $2,000 to $3,000 to hire. Do you want to be doing that every six months? Do you really have a budget to do that? Mm-hmm. 
It's just and think about listening. all the other things you can do with that time once you have a trained staff. If you're training staff to do the things you're already doing all the time, you never get to do new things. It's true. Yeah. You're constantly circling back into your business, just repeating and then going mm -hmm. back in those cycles. And so I love, you know, I love how you're talking about that your your staff. I mean, when you talk about that delegation piece, you know, it's it's okay, here's your thing, but it's also here's your thing and it's you get to have that reciprocal relationship mm -hmm. to say, Hey boss, my thing's not working or can, can I try it? This, this is how I mm -hmm. think that it should be done. And wow. Right. You get, and great. you get better results. And there's a ton of stuff I don't know. Right. Yeah. I am not a detail oriented person. I'm really good at big picture logistics and long-term planning. I do not have the uh, color theory or design sense that like my German shepherd has a better sense of design than I do. And so <laughs> when, you know, so having somebody on staff who can just do our, our email newsletter and make sure that our social media stuff all looks the same and just kind of keep track of all that stuff. It means I never have to think about it. And so when I say something like, Oh, I think we need to adjust our business cards because we need to order new ones. Anyway, these ones are kind of old. We'll, we'll adjust them. Then it magically gets done. And I get to say, yep, I like this one and not that one. I like this mm -hmm. one instead of that one, whatever. But I don't have to come up with that, that idea of what should this look like in, in, in place of our brand? What do I want? What do I manage things? Like none of those decisions are on mine. I just get to pick the options. Yes. And that's, that's a huge piece of that, of, you know, going back to the delegation, it's, it's huge to just be able to, you know, feel comfortable and confident in yourself and, and put that trust and empowerment in the other human to go, they're going to come back with me with, they know I need two options just so I can yes, no, mm -hmm. or, Hey, do that thing on there and switch over and we're good. Because again, design's not your thing. But when you see it, you're like, Oh, I know good design. That was great. I loved it. Right. It doesn't mean you have exactly. to do it. And I think that's that, that, that knee jerk response again, to pull everything into myself. Mm -hmm. it, it, it can, it can always, almost always, especially if it's that thing you know, and I'm sure you tell people this, delegate the thing that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Like if, it, if it's design for me, you know, there's, for me, it's going to be, you know, the social media thing. I'm like, okay, that is the, that is like a number one on my list when I go, okay, no longer solopreneur. We're now getting a team and you do it. Here's mm -hmm. my expectations. Here's how to do it. Here's the logins. You do it. Just make yeah. it happen. <laughs> and I love that you brought up expectations because that always feels like such a huge part is, is mm -hmm. when you write down those operational systems, when you write down those processes and procedures, you have this set of expectations. Mm -hmm. Here's the expectation around this process. And then that gives you this really easy method of feedback. So when it comes mm -hmm. time to give your staff feedback, it becomes, oh, here's where we're at with this. Are you following our processes and procedures? Are you giving commentary? Are you moving through? It's this clear metric of how you fit in the culture. And so you get to set those expectations. Yeah. And, and it's huge for people. clear expectations. I, huge. I mean, relationships, employees, everybody loves to just know, okay, this human being's asked me to do something. What are they really asking? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I think, you know, we've also all been the employee where you're like, I thought I was doing this and they really wanted that. And mm -hmm. wow, now I have to spend all my time redoing it because they didn't mm -hmm. explain. So yeah. yeah and that, that's one that's of those communication thing. skills we tend to build in our personal lives, right? We've all had those interpersonal things where somebody says, why didn't you just ask me what you really wanted? Yep. But it's true and work yep. too. Ask for what you <sighs> totally. want. I use my dog as an example for this all the time because you'll walk by and she'll just like, 
roll over and lay on her back. She's like, tummy rubs? You're going to give me tummy rubs? She doesn't always get tummy rubs, but she always asks for what she wants. You never have any doubt. Never. And creating a culture that is open to the asking. You know, I I may say no. It may be open to discussion. It may be a yes. And you asking brings it to my mind and goes, oh, is that a possibility? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Or no, that's just, mm-hmm. no, this, this is why. And, you know, circle back to that. Mm-hmm. Why this is why we do it this way because, mm-hmm. and you can walk through that again. And just, I I've always said this, you know, from time I was an employee, you know, over the 20 years that I was an employee, it, an empowered employee is the most dedicated, loyal, and, you know, long-term employee you could ever have. It's just mm-hmm. let them do yeah. their thing. And so, Yeah. I had a boss years ago who said, here's the box of what we do, right? This is what we do with the summer camp. Here's the box of what is acceptable. You can do anything you want within the box. If you want to step one single tiny toe outside of the box, you better ask first. There is no, none of this like ask permission or ask forgiveness, not permission. There is no no forgiveness, ask permission, but you can do anything you want within the box. And it was such a clear metric. Yep. Like I loved it. Yeah. Cause it does, it just, it makes you comfortable to know that. Cause I think we always, you know, there's some people pleasing part of all of us. That's like, I just want to get it right. Mm-hmm. And just know that, you know, or even if I get it wrong, that it's not going to be oh, no the ax, like that's the end of it, you know, but to know where that, uh-huh. where's my box, where's my lane, what do I do? So exactly. Fantastic information, Jesse. I loved in the conversation, just really some good bits in there about what it truly takes to grow that business. Because I think even if you're keeping a small business, you're going to have some kind of team. There is no way mm-hmm. you can do it all yourself forever. So employees, VAs, other professionals, all the same scenarios. So mm-hmm. as the audience who's watching or listening watches this, hears your information, and is interested in connecting with you. What is one great way for people to connect with you today? The easiest way to do it is go to our website, which is www.outgrowyourgarage.com and sign up for our mailing list. We send out one email every Monday. It has the next couple of virtual co-working sessions slash office hours. It has whatever course we've recently dropped. It has our blog entry. Um, you can skim it in 15 seconds. And so sign up for our mailing list and always tells you what we're up to. Perfect. So tap that link down below, sign up for Jesse's mailing list. Then you just, you know, get what you need from Jesse. Jesse, uh, thank you for joining me on the show today. I have loved having you as my guest. Um, and I'm sure the audience got a lot of information from you and we'll be connecting soon. So thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to be on it. <laughs> yes. To the audience watching or listening, thank you for joining us. I'm wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business day. And we will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.